Greetings, folks. Welcome to the second episode of the Together Alone podcast. Off the bat, there are two things that I would like to say that are more general reflections, perhaps. First being that I tend to have a hard time finding a really beautifully sounding space in which to record. This has to do both with the fact that I move a lot, not even meaning travel by moving, but even within the city that I live, I move a lot between different buildings. Um, I'm often surrounded by groups of people who are working on other stuff. And most of the time when I'm kind of inspired to record or ready to record, the rest of the world is not ready to be silent for me. (laughs) Which is fine, except that sometimes it isn't. Meaning that I do wish to offer you good recordings and I'm doing my best to record when the world around me is quiet enough. But I also should come clean with the fact or about the fact that I am interested in things that are in our way and I am curious about these slight imperfections that make it, that make the thing itself um, fail (laughs) at being perfect. Um, uh, I find these, these interventions from life to be exciting and I find the cracks on the thing that I'm creating um, lovely, inspiring. I find that information necessary. So, you know, I'll do my best and then I will also uh, draw the line and say this is fine as it is because it's real. And the reality of life is that it's not perfect and I'm interested in that. So maybe what I'm saying (laughs) with this monologue is that know that that's what's happening. If there's things going on that are distracting, maybe they, maybe this is the information that you are actually attuned to. And so maybe that can be informative for your own process, for example. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that very many people that I will be interviewing, this is another kind of uh, outing, very many people that I will be interviewing in this podcast will be non-native English speakers meaning English will be their second language. I don't know if I actually 
this we will have to learn how to deal with. I don't know if I spoke about this in the previous episode. I remember thinking about speaking about it because um, it's an important thing to mention. Maybe I said it in the conclusion. Anyway, we don't know at the moment and that's fine. Life intervention. This is what I'm talking about. I'll say it anyway and if I repeat it, so be it. Language is of interest to me. That people are speaking, including myself, a language in this podcast that is not their native tongue is interesting to me. Some people will find that terrifying. Some people will finally decide not to speak in this space, especially after I introduced them to the no editing policy or editing little as as possible policy. Be that as it may, that we as non-native English speakers are having a, a hard time articulating ourselves is interesting to me to say it again because of the effort um, it takes to express what we are going through inside that can't be taken for granted. There is another aspect apart from the effort which is our often or I don't know if it's often, but every once in a while, let's say like this, every once in a while you will hear somebody using a word that, um, in, you will hear somebody using a word in a way that is not common. Sometimes that will be taken as a poetic thing, other times it will be plain wrong. Um, sometimes the other speakers in, you know, will be able to recognize that and report on it Sometimes they will recognize but not report that they can hear a misusage of a word. What I'm saying here is that this is your playground too. So as you're listening to this language, whether or not it is your native language, whether or not your skill in English is advanced, intermediate, um, or not um, I encourage you to listen with a sense of uh, exploration with a sense of exploration um, with be adventurous in your listening that's what I'm interested in because that way, if you're adventurous in your listening, you will actually make it possible for us to feel less intimidated to do the work that we are wanting to do. And I say this because it's real, because exposure, as I'm learning, is much more intimidated, intimidating than you would think. And the other thing is that a lot of speakers that I am interested that a lot of speakers that I am interested in speaking to are not the kind of speaker that are reporting on something that they have already solved. 
they are the kind of speaker that speaks in order to find what they know in order in order to discover their own thoughts a lot of people that i will be talking to are improvisers that that gives you any context um i think one thing that improvisers do is do in order to understand what has been done do in order to understand what the material is, how it behaves. This is a quality that I find very politically important to nourish. But it definitely asks for... It asks the question, how is it received? What is, what is the work on the receptive side for me? Which is not evident. The moment that the material isn't evidently there to achieve a specific thing that we all already agreed upon is the thing that is to be achieved. Then the reception of that material is also not to be um, you know, assumed as evident <laughs> that was a really long sentence I managed to forget what I was <laughs> constructing <laughs> but maybe you see what I mean um, I'm sure this is something that we will get back to in this episode ladies and gentlemen I will be talking to Sky Reynolds. Sky and I met at a birthday party in Stockholm and bonded via a dance we did on the street at 3 a.m. This dance got us talking about improvisation and that conversation culminated in us writing, filling in the application for the residency offered by Dance Space Edinburgh, which was approved. In this application, we wrote about poetry and Sappho, the ancient Greek poetess from the island of Lesbos, and Anne Carson's translations of her work particularly the book called If Not Winter, which is a wonderful publication in which Carson bracketed space that was once held by language now lost. In other words, a lot of Sappho's poetry was written on parchment, which um, decomposed. And so a whole bunch of language decomposed with that papyrus. And instead of doing something else, <laughs> I'm sure there are many options out there and people have dealt with this 
in different ways, Ann Carson developed a bracketing system that would hold a space for language that doesn't exist anymore, but which once was there. And so the book is really holding empty space in memory of something that was lost, meaning that was lost, words, language, that was lost. Beautiful publication. Um, take a look if you can. Anne Carson's bracketing system became a metaphor for, for Sky and me with which we were to investigate improvisation and meaning making and communication with the audience and poetics. Um, I won't go more into that because the conversation that follows is quite long and extensive and detailed. Two things that I would like to say that if you wish for context, we have made videos to record our um, working sessions. We worked for five days at Dance Space Edinburgh and we created three videos which are now on Vimeo um, under conversation. So my name, Conversations with Sappho. And then you will find us. I will put a link into the description box so that if you want some more context, you can have some also visual um, information available there since video, different media from podcasting. And with this, I will finish my introduction. Thank you very much for listening to us. What follows is a conversation following the showing that Sky and I did on the Friday of the residency in April, with which we reflect on everything that has happened to us um, during the week, but also during the showing. We talk about dancing, performing, we talk about improvisation, we talk about language, communication, poetry. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the rest. Thank you very much. And there doesn't need to be a formal conclusion. Bye. So we did that thing in front of the audience. Yes. Some of my, my favorite videos are those that start with, so we did, we did it in front of, there's a bunch of them with the moon practice where everybody's kind of gloomy. And then the first line is, so we performed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes, we did that thing and other things in front of the audience and with the audience. Mm. and um we were really with we were really yeah we were really with and i think they they really were with us yeah they were really with yeah and it it's uh yeah it's we had a word of the day which um was calm 
well, it, it, it happened in the studio that it became a word of the day <clears throat> for me. And it was this thing about not interpreting flat as flat, flat is calm. And I realised that calm is a really nice place for me to be. Um, and I, I think I've been misunderstanding what calm is. Mm. So somebody uh, said that how calm they felt our performance was. Not like that she loved that about it, that they didn't see, even though we clearly at at several moments like the moment that just sprang to mind then was the scarf moment where I picked up the scarf and I was like uh oh where is this going so there's a several moments where it was like oh I've I've started something here and <clears throat> anyway my wonderful colleague Pavle otherwise known as Don Quixote or the man on the ledge or actually the leaning man all or of these sky. things or sky he became all of these things, so he's definitely a they. He's a, he's more than a they. He's multiple. He's a crowd. He actually he he he's getting fidgety because I think he thinks I'm going on about him now. But anyway, um, so that yeah, there was there was some moments which were which felt like I thought they might feel, which were like I don't know what I'm doing now. I'm searching for something. I'm looking around and I've decided on something that and then we joined with that and then these this moment sort of unfolds into something else Mm. and um so I I felt like uh that what we did felt very honest and raw and quite beautiful and and Morag days from Dance Space, who's the artistic director of this incredible building that we are, have been resident in, um, sent us an email and um, she had enjoyed our showing, she said very much, and that she felt um, it was charming or she had been charmed. And that word, we're smiling at each other because it's a word that together with also Sam's energy and Eleanor's presence has been something that we've been occupied with Hmm. yeah you brought this example of the other day when we had uh, we we discovered that little shimmer of light on the wall and it it reflected from outside to the screen on the floor to the wall and then I, I I wrote spell and then on a little piece of paper and I put it in the light and then today you brought spell as a charm and then and then yeah we got we got the present of the charm at the end yeah, yeah. it was a present the presence of the charm and other words like that have been floating around inspiring us like conjuring and emptying and letting go i mean interesting when i wrote spell i wrote spell because I wrote. I wanted to write conjure, and and to s- there was something brutal about seeing conjure written out. Mm. Uh, it's almost mm. as if like in writing, conjuring was darker than, but spell mm. was lighter. Lighter. That's interesting because I had this thought about you last night, mm-hmm. and the, the and I was seeing you and. And you told me today that you, what did you say? You said something about 
not necessarily associating yourself with your body. Like, you, you, it's not like this is me, this is me, but that's my hand and that's my elbow and that's my arm. And somehow this allows you to, for other things to pass through or for you to be, or what I've been seeing is for other things, to, for you to become other things that, that are Pavle's body and shape, but it's something else I'm seeing. So that made sense. And I saw this image and I was like, who's that face I can see? And it's like Rasputin, Rasputin. And I was like, oh my gosh, Pavle looks like Rasputin if he had like a longer beard and this hat. And um, funnily enough, he did put that hat on my head today. But, but then I thought I didn't really want to associate you with Rasputin because he has a slightly darker energy. And it's funny you say that about the conjurer. I felt that then. It's like... There, there, this energy that we're talking about and the delicacy and uncertainty of it and also the, the, the way in which we invite um, is delicate because people have feelings about mm. these kinds of areas mm. and as do we, the unknown. Mm. Um, and so this idea of the sort of conjurer or a space that kind of feels a little dark and just going, oh, I'll just leave that over there because we want to bring this energy mm. in. We want that, that energy mm. that can, can shed some light on potentially the darker mm. things. And it's, this is maybe what I want to talk to you about is this choosing the... How do you choose the medium when the medium is not apparent? The medium of materialization of impression of thought of need desire and so this i think this is a nice example to look at because the word conjure at that moment i felt if i write it out and and put it on a wall i don't control it anymore then whoever reads will decide what that word means and i thought maybe there's something maybe that darkness Mm. What if it's what what if it's very prominent for somebody? I don't want to get I don't want to create an opportunity for the darknesses they cover. However, if I have conjure in my mouth and I can call it, I can decide the intonation, I can stay somewhat in control of the word, then I feel I can use it and I can accentuate is that a word? Accentuate? Accentuate the, the, the brightness and the hope in, in it. Mm. And, and not to deny and, and, and kind of... Or reveal. Yeah, I can reveal the... Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. So then... And then spell, for example. I thought, oh, spell is maybe a little bit more Disney. Mm-hmm. And so if I put it out, I kind of... I have a, a trust that the, the lightness is going to be more apparent to more people. Mm. And I can kind of then I can let it be on the wall by itself. I kind of have this trust and the... I like that. I like that. I like that it was on the wall for a while. And I like that when I took the photo of you with your hand pointing to it, that the light... Was too bright. Yeah. And you can't see the word, actually. Yeah. Because a spell is invisible, isn't it? Like the actual... Yeah. If... Like what happens is not something that you... It might create a material like ideally or not ideally in, in Disneyland or mm. in old land. A spell was a series of um, ingredients mm. which didn't have to be frog's legs. It was a series of 
uh, rituals of some sort and, and elements that, that could supposedly produce a material outcome. But you didn't see the process. Exactly. Which is interesting because, to me, because I would also say that in, in now in the times when we have like CGI's and can make nice things on screen, to see a spell coming out of a wand in a Harry Potter film or in a, in a in the Lord of the Rings film is is very satisfying. Mm. But it is it is somehow it satisfies this kind of childlike desire to see it, but then the the dark characters kind of work through the being through being invisible the darker characters mm-hmm. their their magic is is the one that you can't see happening you don't know where it's going to come voldemort for example it's it's the fact that you don't understand him or that you don't or that you fear him that's worse than the fact that he's going to kill you with a visible green light mm. yeah that's the that's the um that, that, that feels like what for me that feels what ma- like magic is yeah. when something is put out there and it somehow arrives and comes back in a form that you recognize as mm. being part of your desire mm. or your wish but I guess there's also the the underlying wishes and projections that we put out like in that book The Secret Mm. I don't know if you know that book but it says that if you know any desire that you put out will be recognized so Mm. if you say I don't want that the universe will read that as the Mm. same as I want that so this sense of like dark and light actually in the universe potentially being the same thing which is why they both exist but our awareness of them is what will um, make the difference yeah and I suppose that's and it's not that straightforward, like, no. but it can, you know, things manifest. Yeah. Things manifest. I think that's a nice, nice end for you here. And uh, we'll continue in the audio speaking. Also, can we just put a little line under that to say this manifested for us? That we, we had a conversation about yeah. doing this and we had an easy application process and we got accepted and... Mm. It, it happened and it worked and mm. everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Good vibrations. Yeah. yeah, and I was telling to somebody because I wrote a whole bunch of applications this this January, February and a whole bunch of them came out negative. And and some came out positive and then and then the things didn't really turn out how I expected and somebody was saying like well how does it make you feel and I said well apart from the fact that I do have a problem with something making sense to me but then somebody else decides if I'm going to do it or not or under which conditions I'm going to do it is maybe more the questions question for me because I'm going to probably do it anyway because I can't help myself but now I'll, I'm I'm going to have to do it for free you know and I can't pay other people, which I have a hard time with. I would like to be able to pay people who work, who are so generous to give me their attention and their time. So I'm not there yet. I don't know how to produce that um, or how to make that happen. But then things that did happen, then I also said, and and now I get this opportunity to go back to Edinburgh, which is something that I really wished and work with Sky. And I don't know what I, you know, like, I don't know 
how these, the, the, the mathematics of that kind of cosmic thing play out and, and so the best thing that I can do is just continue working and hope that things are going to be possible and never mm. underestimate that the smallest thing that does become possible is as important as anything else really uh, and here we like we didn't get too much money or anything like it but still we, we got I find like quite impressively yeah, I'm quite impressed like not only did we get the space but we also got attention we also got quite a lot of people presence and, and contributions mm. to the work and we were really received very generously even today in the mm. non-showing showing I felt people were really considering what we were working on mm. and there was kind of it was light-hearted it was it was uh, joyful but that didn't make it not serious yeah and I really appreciated that we managed to kind of that these things aligned for us as much as maybe we provoked them or man mm. enabled them mm. peace out peeps thanks mm. peace out peeps yeah and I suppose I suppose that's 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 maybe again the question of like because when, when I'm performing, I very much feel like I can... The question is, what, how, how can I... What would be the best way to materialize this? It's Sam's question, how, do you, how, how does it tell you how to take care of it? What was that question? He said... Um, this card was suggesting the question, how do I learn what the work what it needs mm. what the work needs which yeah. and, I, and 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 I like the choice of his words because it made me think learning somehow feels like I'm under it yeah. or I'm around it I'm not on top of it knowing assuming that I know how it works and what it wants yeah. and so that kind of that choice of words kind of helped to reverse for me this idea of like working with things that I don't know yeah. that um, there's a listening involved and mm. I think your question is is brilliant it's mm. like I think that's the question to end the week on mm. for the next bit for the next phase mm. um, and I don't know I don't have the answer to that mm. I think what happened in our performance of it was that I noticed um, yeah, there's, there's an initial moment of orientation where you're, I felt um, the disorientation of being reoriented in, in our space with yeah. new people, yeah. new influences, a new front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you were doing something at the back, so I was there, hello. And, not, and mm. I, so there was all these different moments going on and I made some choices in that time. And, um, and I think they were... They were choices that I made out of perhaps a, a bag that I carry with me that I might have made some of those choices before. And I was like, okay, I'm going to choose this. And then it was going back into, oh, okay, I've got some new choices now, which might be about not making those choices. So I, right. my older choices. So I was playing a little bit between those things. And then I think feeling-wise, there was, there was a process of, of us working each other out in relation to this other... Um, conversation, which was not just me and you before, it was now me and you with them. Yeah, and, and there were thirteen people. Yeah, yeah, and there were thirteen people, and they were also people that, 
yeah, mean different things to me and maybe to you, but maybe not because I know I have little histories with everyone in that room. And so, um, and so I think when you, the question, what's the question? How best to, to materialize, how best to choose the material, how best to allow space for the material to appear and to serve it? You, you phrased it better than that. Yeah, I can't, it's, it's, uh, I wonder now, perhaps, I think the question is, I'm getting distracted by these, by, by perspective, so I want to ask this question on, in two different levels, but let's say in, if I focus now on the level of the, of the being in the performing with the people, how do you, how do you, how do you learn to, to materialize your impressions and which, which medium do you choose when the, when the medium is not apparent? Okay. So if you're a dancer, you know that you're going to do everything by dancing. But when, that's, when that link, when you know that I have the impression it could be dancing, it could be singing, it could be reading, it could be putting my hand on somebody's shoulder, it could be taking my shirt off, it could be mm. using the rod to yep. become all these different things to all these different people. Yep. And I'm very happy that we heard from five people what we became. Yep. And it's, it's both like you see, that you, you see that the same thing that is common to all of these images. So Don Quixote has his spear and the penis looks like it does and what I thought is the, the, the lion tamer, and then there was a sword, and so... And An ancient, Angus sword is the ancient Grecian warrior. Yeah, so there were all these characters, and they all have this thing in common, but they all materialize in people's imaginations via different mm. symbols, and they, none of them have anything to do with what I thought that I was doing for a second, uh, which also was changing. Yeah, yes. Um... I I was oh I mean I think the way I was working today with you was I was very much um, aware of you as my material so you were materializing space for choices and images um, and those choices and images were often aligning with where I had positioned myself or what I was doing. You were either sometimes adding to it or, or developing it, yeah. or you were in relation, or you we arrived together, or, or I came into your 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 presence. And then from those meeting places, I felt like th that material then became my material. I developed material out of those moments of of, of arrival and coming together. And my choices then came from noticing where I was and how I felt, what I saw, what, and then I took it from there. So it's sort of these moments, there were some, I think a lot of my landings happened with you, you know, either by landing on you, by looking at you or by feeling you, or by suddenly becoming aware of what we were doing and going, ah, this is something, hmm. I'm, I'm going to develop this, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight this, or I'm going to like add this by coming closer to him and looking up at him because it just emphasized that thing we're talking about about you know a man and a woman and he um and so I think 
you know, some of my choices were motivated by a little bit by potentially comic potential, either of you and I in our like the thing with the t-shirt coming up and the old the young and what was really interesting for me in that was I'd read that poem earlier and I'd actually been thinking about it in relation to my own aging process and my own skin and suddenly it was your skin which isn't old and your hair which does have a few great it was like I think I love the irony of this young body and this poem that was slightly about aging and I just found that funny and also sensual, and I was aware of the touch. And so I guess the sensation of the, you know, your the sensation of, of the physicality of you mixed in with the image that we were making was creating the material that I was developing or the material that I was, um, if you use that word, accentuating or... Um, and then I, I think, um, I'm trying to think about, like, because sometimes I suppose these moments of reflecting on something when when you're in something you're you sort of in it's not a, it's not like a necessarily a conscious train of thought so um i there was a few in my, in some of my searching moments i did find myself thinking about um like the breath and weight and sound i think sound was useful to me today um sound of us singing sound I was doing some breathing stuff that somehow unlocked something for me that became something else I can't remember what Mm. it was Um, but it was a way into finding um, yeah I think some language so it seemed if I'm thinking about it I think part of my process that I was involved in today was um Allowing myself to, to try and remain calm in moments of I'm digging here and I'm mm, this is a this is a uh, risk here or this is like a bit of cloth it's actually not like a but but we're in the cloth together here we are holding mm. the cloth okay bye mm. um, I think perhaps I I think I also use the feedback loop with the audience and I check in with them a bit maybe a lot (laughs) and it's something about the feedback I get from them also somehow adds to my material I mean it it definitely and and our material so looking at them and seeing how they're seeing you and how they're seeing us which for me is really just the work that we do it it's the courtesy we extend each other only now we have another direction which to consider another i mean like it is another person participating in the conversation which for me is so what i hear in that is 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 the practice of performing or the or that's that's the research so to speak where we are looking at what makes what are all the parameters that make communication possible this where where this is where communication comes in for me only we are not only looking at it at this at the speed or in the realm of normal conversation where you have the structure of a sentence for example to be a reference point we are in a space where a sensation could be that element that changes something in the room 
um, a fleeting thought could be much more significant than fleeting thoughts maybe generally are. Who knows? But but we are considering another type of attention, and then and then kind of looking at the whole community as they change as they change, informed by these subtle. Im- subtleties even subtleties yeah mm. and what i what i what i find very interesting in in that is is this continual renegotiation and how unlike in a conversation where you kind of have this position or this is what i what i feel when i talk to somebody I have to skip a little bit, but you know how sometimes you're talking to somebody and it's really just two people talking to themselves. Only they are talking in front of each other and they're not really listening. They're more confirming, they're using the conversation to confirm something in themselves. And sometimes when somebody talks to you like that, it can be frustrating. Sometimes I find myself being that person, realizing oh, this is unfortunate that it's, you know, 10 p.m. and this person really just wants to say hi, but I'm in the process and I need to figure something out, so now I use this opportunity to actually hear myself speak about this problem. And I'm actually very grateful that they have extended me this courtesy, but I also see that they are not quite interested because they did have three glasses of wine, and who really cares, you know? Um, So... That, you know, that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing is when you actually have the conversation where you feel each next utterance is adding and constantly changing the... It's like two people are one body, but each person is only one leg. So if you move the right leg, I have to... And the weight shifts, the left leg first calibrates to the right leg and only then starts looking for the opening of the space in front. The two legs don't just go on on a tangent and then what happens to the rest of the body, right? So there's this constant calibration. Well, that's interesting because I think there's a couple of moments where I felt a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, ah, I don't think I've waited for the rest to calibrate. Mm. But those those moments happened less and less. They didn't happen a lot, but there were a couple when the way you described it, that might be what it felt like. So, So maybe that was what it was about. Something was was recognizing it was wanting to calibrate, but then the rest of the thing took over before it yeah. arrived. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking as well about material, like choices for the material. I, I, I do think that, that language is a real um, opening for me, like even just not necessarily saying it, but even like seeing your words on the wall or... Um, or hearing, yeah, if I was speaking, hearing something you said or I said, it was an um, invitation into, often into the imagination, which would then lead me to some material. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I found really helpful was um, just what we had in the space, the objects, that they became the, an interface for interaction with our audience. Yeah. They provided, like the pens that we had out, provided the bridge between someone sitting down and marking the words that you'd put on the wall. The, the, the oils that we thought would, they became something that were passed around that people enjoyed putting on. 
the leaf that you brought in became something that arrived at the person it needed to be with. Um, and then even like when we were doing the, the story about the ferryman and the books were on the ground and I was working on making a boat shape with the books. So there were things about what we had that were very useful. And I, I think that terrain for me is quite exciting. Uh, it's quite new. It's, I only started really working with objects last year and I haven't done a lot of it, but it totally transformed my material. Yeah. But it is, I mean, this makes me think of how I, I started insisting that dance is an inherently abstract form. And it must, like, it has to be, because what about movements? Like, even in arabesque, it's, it, it takes a person to recognize, it takes a person to speak the language to recognize the arabesqueness mm. of an arabesque. Mm. And not a lot of people know that language when you think of like statistically how many people there are on the face of this planet. And then ballet is maybe the broadest of the theater dances. Like con like modern forms and the contemporary forms, etc., etc., are becoming, and they have less and less people who actually can speak the language. And then that we do this thing where we, where we rehearse dancing as if the language is clear as if it's obvious. And so when, okay, so this is just a long thought and I'm gonna cut through this, but so when you were reading this poem and I was trying to work with these, with every line of the poem, every word of the poem and try to find what body it makes, it was a little bit of a reversal. It was a reversal, reversal? Going, reversal going backwards? Like if you're in your it, car. That's the word, reverse. yeah, reversal. I, it's, um, it feels like it should be a reversal. <laughs> there's also like, there's kind of like when you rewind in an order yeah. or when you just do the thing backwards. Backwards, yeah. upside down like Sam said today. Mm. But no, I'm, I'm thinking it was a reversal as in, yeah, the back, the, 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 the step that I would usually imagine as first was the last, the opposite. The, the step that I imagined the last was, oh, it doesn't matter, you get what I mean. It was the other way around. And ah, what was in the... the in the poem, when you were being the body of the poem. Yeah, so you satisfied the kind of... A need for me to... Um, ec ec so, yeah, to, to find a way... This, I could work on that. I could find a way to... Materialize a word. Or I was looking for ways to materialize the word that you were offering... And kind of hoping that something of that, not me succeeding in materializing the image of the word, but something about me working on it. So the, the constant trial and error of becoming that meaning or being in relation with that meaning that I thought maybe this is a way that I, that I for myself could find um, purpose in dancing. Because... Where this whole thing of purpose, and we talked a lot about purpose, purpose, or I talked a lot about purpose, but where I understood that I lost a sense of purpose is in dancing in particular, is when I dance and I produce nothing but frustration in people. That became frustrating. That inability to communicate where I feel like I'm working on so much, I'm nourishing these bodies of knowledge, and you for a variety of reasons come after and you say 
that was not like I did nothing and I know that there's like there's a cult- cultural aspect to that and a historical and economic and blah 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 but there's also there's also a, a, it, it, it provoked me to feel like so maybe the answer is not in dancing maybe maybe what I'm expecting people is to get have access to an abstract form and I have to actually add information and language then becomes a way and then I was considering which ways would be possible and one of the ways today seemed very when we were in it it felt something of this is actually facilitating for the kind of work that I would like to Im- uh, materialize or instrumentalize where it where it where it it kind of draws on it suggests it doesn't really it's not didactic it it's not like it explains to you how it works but it rather suggests a way of looking at the moving body because it kind of both you you if you see an inkling of of that body that is in the that is that is matching with the meaning of the word but it's only enough so that you it could be. It could, it could be, be, but maybe it it's not. not that benefit of the doubt that yeah. maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I but I also see something else. And it also, like, yes, I found that moment. Um, and I, it was great that you were like, I'm trying to process the first word. It was just such a great joke. And I, I really was working hard, too, in, in with this material of the words yeah. to try and, like, give them space for you and... Um, I mean, it could have probably been much more spacious because actually the poem had quite a lot of words in a row. And so there's this thing about meaning, but it, it I felt I was working on the words and you were working on the body. Mm. And I wasn't really trying to, like, make the meaning land on your body. Or, no. And I didn't feel you were trying to make the body land on... And occasionally I was like, oh, that looks like what I just said. You know, and I was like, ah. Oh. And then what happened, I felt, was that the two works... Um, I changed my timing as well, and then you. But it felt like the two works came together on the same page, and and what happened was that the meaning sort of changed. The meaning for me had changed en route for me because it became somehow there were words in the poem that were about that felt I could connect with, and then but then that connection I had for myself became you. You became the meaning I'd, I was carrying for myself, your body became that meaning for me. So that there's the poem and the poem's meaning. Mm-hmm. There was you and your body and, and, and your work and your meaning. And then through reading the poem to you, that meaning started to go into me emotionally. Like yeah. there were words in the poem that I was responding to. Yeah. And then as I came closer to you, my you became my body (laughs) and I and and so you became my material and that and then it was like this is my skin this is the hair but it's your hair so it was it was no one meaning yeah yeah yeah. and I love the moment in particular where you move you you, you've pulled your foot out from the chair yeah and in this moment I felt something that was abstract became very concrete Mm. Mm. and the way that somehow objects gather presence mm-hmm. and meaning and the fact that you had located yourself under this chair or on the chair as this poem the fact that you didn't just push the chair away 
if it had, it would have been this word you use a little bit violent. It would have kind of the image would have destroyed itself. And then if you hadn't acknowledged that, it would have been over. But you didn't do that. You kind of rearranged the material to come to leave the solid thing present. Lovely. I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, you, you reached in with your hand and you kind of undid I pulled your, my foot, yeah. your toes. But you could easily have just pulled your foot yeah, out and yeah, the chair would have moved. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know this may, I know we're on an, a podcast, so it probably doesn't make sense entirely what I'm saying. But And in fact, I, I don't know if I can really articulate it, but the illusion of these objects holding some meaning in space was not disturbed right. by your body. Your body actually submitted to it. Yeah. But that's interesting because when I thought of, I thought my foot is stuck mm. and I thought, of course, there is this moment where you see the chair and you think body can assert power over chair, body can push chair, easy peasy moving on. And then to sense, to sense that the same way that I feel with my body the body has an agent it's it's a thing of its own and i i participate i suddenly saw this chair as who am i to move the chair my relationship with my body is more intimate i'll move the foot and yeah and it 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 kind of um it also was quite like, you know, that nice interplay of the material where, where we're kind of like doing a little bit of this, here we are perhaps creating an image and then you went out to get like this incredibly beautiful image of you standing on the ledge and me watching you and the sword, Don Quixote thing, Grecian, whatever, and this line of perspective in space. And the, again, the suggestion just a suggestion and you working on that suggestion even like leaning forward and then picking finish pick up and we both end it and uh and then I said oh he, I wonder I think he's he's picked something I bet I wonder if, if it's a um if he's picked a wing hmm. and that's let's see and so then we're waiting for you to come back in to see so and what what happened is this beautiful moment that probably had resonance for everyone in the room for lots of different reasons, including the fact that there was a leaning man sculpture that half of us had never seen before, just near you, which you knew about. Um, well, I didn't then, quite know that it was a leaning man. I was aware that there was a sculpture that was... Uh, incredible. We just... Yeah. That moment expanded not only beyond the room in itself, but actually into the history of the building and an awareness of the building and the providence of coincidence because the artistic director could then share a moment which she would have had in the design of that building that you happen to replicate by mm. serendipity. Mm. Um, and also that there was an underlying theme of someone in the room who, who might have been connecting with um, different images or different references to um, our work. Um, everyone in the room and um, and then of course the delicacy around um, image making and uh, and I think that was there was a delicacy but then there was also this right that's that's finished now and now he's picked something out of the garden and I've picked this and it's I picked a leaf and this this thing that we were playing with about not being irreverent but not kind of gluing ourselves to what we're aware is happening when we land when something lands and that was what happened a bit with the chair I think with your hand it was just a reminder like you were still in it but you were also parvlay now 
with the hand, get the, get the foot out of the way. It's kind of ending. And I came in around then because it felt like, I don't know, that felt like a little shift. I had this profound moment, experience, when you read that first line of the poem, which was... running run away running away running away and it was like you know this in cartoons this happens when wind blows over a book and then all these but the book then like every page kind of is flipped by the wind which never happens in reality like maybe the book moves or like 10 pages flip but not like this (laughs) and so but this thing was happening in my mind where you said running away and I first saw this image of me actually running away and then I thought, don't be silly. Like, you're not going to be acting out the words. Which probably, like, could be comical. But it's also... And then page flip and I thought, oh, maybe maybe it's not about being comical. Maybe you can do it in a Pina Bausch kind of way. Like Tanstata, where you could kind of Con, con, like condense that thing and actually into a run and then I was like but then, then then that run must be like that run I don't know if I have this run in me where in where I was physically at that moment so is this all the thoughts that are going on under flip? the chair yeah yeah no wonder you needed no, time yeah so page flip then I had this thing of also running away and then actually running there's there's so many ways to run away page flip what about that running away that is running from yourself where you actually move in inside of yourself you move away from from the terror or from the deadline page flip i mean i felt the sorrow that i felt page flip i don't know how to express this this is going to be one of these profound moments that just dies in the room page flip something about proximity and I was like running away and that's where I said that's where I was like I have to go into sky I actually have to to run away I have to go closer I actually have to close the gap between the two bodies and I, I have to run away by 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 leaving myself behind and crashing the mass of, of, of my physical existence into your lap. And that's how I like, and that's where I felt like, oh, there, that's the kind of, that's where I believed myself. Like I actually ran away from, from all this other activity and, and I ran, maybe I ran towards an embrace, towards, which maybe would be not, the stereotypical running away f- running away from but rather running away giving in giving up and mm. asking for help yeah it was so beautiful it, it, and the bit before it as well like before you did that when you were sort of crouching i mean this is where i guess the the you know the ability and the um availability to allow something to work or settle in, in time, in real time, which you were doing so beautifully, that um, the meaning that, that is ascribed is like any, any, the word and the body, the, we are going to go like that with them and we're going to go, that's what running away is. So that to me was like someone who's hiding, they've run away and they were like 
hiding from the person or the thing that they'd run away from. Mm. Mm. And then you arrived in my lap and it was like so beautiful and so perfect. And I think, and then it was something about being bitten. And I, and I wasn't, yeah. yeah and I, I wasn't sure about moving actually. I did feel this could just stay here actually. Yeah. And then I, I wanted to feel what you felt like if I moved, like that was all I wanted to feel. And so then I moved and you moved too. So I thought, okay, it's a moving body and the words are moving and I moved and I got up. Um, and that for me materialized a bit. I remember because the bite was, I don't know, there was, of course the bite could be again like an actual bite. But then I thought, what is that, you know, when, when humans become nasty with each other and then when somebody actually re removes their help, removes mm. their support, maybe that's, like, that's a, that's a mean bite. Maybe like, I did that on, on purpose. Yeah. Maybe like, cause it felt like bitten felt like a hard thing to land on, yeah. you know, like it's a, and I guess, yeah. So ugh. now I have this vision of like, imagine the poetry reading night and then people are sitting out reading poetry and then we come in and pull something like this. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. I, I, I feel that. Hmm. Um, and also I like the, um, I like watching you in those spaces, um, the material of your body doing what it's doing. Like on the, it was doing, you were doing that on the first day as well. And then the poem, the po I would say if there was any poetry in the, in the language, it was being, that I was producing, it was being inspired by what, your body was what meaning your body was giving me right was so that one way we were reading something and the yeah. next thing was um it was producing the poetry yeah, yeah. so mm. but that's the thing where the other day when you panicked and i felt i know that i know i, I recognize the attention you're giving me and I recognize, and I, I know that you see that I'm responding. And so when you said, oh, but are we in this together? I, I, I understood that. And I also felt, I was like, oh. it was hard for me to hear because that's again that thing of how do I know that I actually am there for you? No matter the fact that I feel that I'm really there. So how, how, does, that how does that thing fine tune and then, then I imagined like, oh, and then with however many people we don't know in three seconds after they come into the room, I, it's, it's it, and it's an interesting project then to, to try it anyway. Yeah. And then to succeed a little bit yeah. and to be like, uh, wow. Yeah. And, and it's incredibly. I mean, I, I, talking about that poem, I, this is again, this thing I like that we, maybe this is where, she, why also the word charming was used by Morag because charming is, is also, there's a something smiley about it, isn't it? It's like, it doesn't hold itself too closely and preciously and it doesn't lock us all into a solid place and meaning and say, now you all have to believe in this because we've spent all this time conjuring up this thing and, and you better believe it. Um, we're going to make, you know, that kind of thing. So, I think like when when the poem was happening there was some very kind of I felt this beautiful um thing was happening like almost some kind of um earth 
shaping very slowly and and actually we didn't know what it was going to be it was like it wasn't it took its time as you do like the temporal time of your body to find its purpose its logic page to turn 10 page flips whatever um sky going as slowly as she can to materialize the next words um but also what happened in that space was there became place for some humor yeah. And I added a bit into, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but I kind of add, added some bit that wasn't in the poem. And oh, yes. When it was, yeah. <laughs> and then it you, took me a while and then I was like, wait a minute. And then you said Soviet and I was like, <laughs> caught you there. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, we all shared a moment together yeah. because we'd had the attention drawn mm. into this quite poetic, potentially, I mean, I, this is what I felt. I don't know if this was the case, but quite beautiful, um, you know, that kind of that, that, that softly resonating moment where we're all allowing space for a word to form, to yeah. something to, be, yeah. and that was happening. And then yeah. there's a little moment of a slight joke, just when you start to believe yeah. in it. Yeah. And then we <laughs> still a, fell back in yeah. afterwards, which I thought was quite. I mean, that was quite. I'm quoting air, air quotes like an exercise of trust, that flip of like being in there rising all the way up into the humor laughing and then together dropping back down and taking the next step super seriously and not spraining an ankle in that yeah it's, it's quite fascinating mm. but uh what was i going to say there was this thing that you reminded me of um uh, in the ch charm being isn't charm also a quality of flirtatiousness well or I think it could be charisma it could be flirtation um, but I think it, well it depends I think some they say oh sh he's charming he charmed me I don't know if it I don't it's know a little bit archaical so I like that yeah, yeah he charmed me it's sort of like um, I, I believed in him yeah you know like yeah. and it's a kind of like made me feel special yeah so i felt he he um made me believe in 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 what he was um or she in what was happening i i suspended my disbelief yeah. it's the, the benefit of the doubt again yeah. it's that energy that's like it's going to be okay to go along yeah. with this yeah. and you're going to get a little bit of oil on route and we're going to make a couple of jokes hopefully they'll land and and thank you for being with us when we were like working out where, where to dig in the room yeah and i like what you said about the digging i think you talked about this before that this that's another thing to take away from today that the digging the looking for something is the material yeah. and how and 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 actually just identifying what that's going to be like yeah. rather than and 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 even if it's about calibrating the right leg with the left leg so that the dig can happen with the full force yeah. of the body or the full yeah. attention yeah and i find it interesting how this was something that mirav said i think she said she said it was interesting to me not to see not to be able to recognize the beginning and the end because it informed it informed me and I started paying attention and she she used the word intimate that it was very intimate that that it was be, maybe now I'm paraphrasing and totally unsure of what what were her exact words something along the lines of 
being able to participate in the intimate in the intimacy of the act of looking for each other to find meaning and that she that that's what she had access to and that that was so that it was it made an, an impression i think that that's this is now from my perspective i think what made an impression is that she too could participate in that and for me that's i mean it's very subtle and it's very this and that but it's also extremely political that that mm. uh, the 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 but also very archaic. I, some, somewhere in me, I feel like, oh, but wasn't that how pe- what people did for each other before or still do in some cultures or still do in families or I don't know where. But to do that in the public space, to do that with a room full of strangers, more or less strangers, um, to kind of propose a way of relating to language, but not only language and communication, but via language and communication to sensation to other bodily capacities where humans for a for a speck of time consider each other's humanness and there doesn't have to be anything dramatic it's actually quite not dramatic it's it's very i would say even non-magical uh it's 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 kind of like what I see in anatomy classes or like a workshop with Bonnie, for example, you see a whole bunch of people trying to figure out what it is that a pelvis is. <laughs> and then we spend a full afternoon wondering about the pelvis. And then somebody says, oh, this is so special. And I think, why do we live in a culture in which it's special to try to figure out what it is that you're doomed to, in a way? Your body, you can, you can leave you can leave you and your body can leave the country, but you can't leave your body behind. That's I don't know, Foucault, mm. or whoever Nietzsche spoke about that. Blah blah blah. But th- so so and then we have this prison of the body, and then we don't really spend time to investigate it. And today we did that, but with imagination. We 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 and this group of people kind of participated in an examination. Articulate participated in an examination of something that is very intimate to each person, which is how the do I get that thing from inside of me out and, and make it meaningful or, or, or suggest meaning. Meaning. Mm. Um, so that I, because what that does, what that, you know, we talked about bridges a lot between language and the body. But in this situation, and this is where I see a, a very queer political attempt to propose a bridge between my internal monologue and your internal monologue where it's really our astral aspects that are meeting via the field of Newtonian universe by almost like desperately seeking out ways and measures to to succeed in that to succeed in that passing on of the information and it's a terribly complex process and and yet uh, the satisfaction of arriving at something is I mean, it does feel otherworldly, doesn't it? We can come to a close. Yeah, and I just was going to have a little look at these words that mm. Morag sent us. She just mentioned, um, you know, uh, new, new, fascinating, new words, teasers of history, poetry, gender flexibles, and then the images she got. So I guess when we're talking about information, 
that's I guess that's another um, even as we're finishing thought that you know when we're talking about material it's also information and what information are we materializing so right. one how are we working on material or what what are we using or how are we when we're in the process of working on what's going to manifest or come through is one thing and then what is what is the thing that's coming through as well um yeah and that that creates a world like when you said the imagination mm. that it, it it can create the world and and perhaps that's why that angus was also proposing a duration to it yeah. because um there were themes that were occurring that 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 could become the world that we inhabit yeah. for if we're in that space for longer yeah. that the information that we're materializing and the material that we present becomes the world that we all then live in for a while and this is where it comes I, I come to think of this a lot of when I was growing up and learning about artistry and then and then getting initiated into the field via all the education and then learning about the methodology that is as an artist you find a work you find the thing you want to work on you you know and then you work on that and then I saw a whole bunch of artists you know now they have to work on politics so then they make one piece about politics and then they have to work on ecology so they can make one piece about ecology and then they have to work on sexuality so they make one piece about sexuality maybe two because that's a slightly more complex process pro 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 pros, proposal and of course the these processes influence influence each other and then you trace an artist's career but i never had that i never had that motivation to look at one thing i always thought like but how do you choose that one thing and what, what the process, the performance of today kind of confirms for me is that for me it doesn't matter. I can, f I can what I'm, I'm working on working so that I can continue working. And then in the working with the people, with you, I'm going to find the rod. The rod is going to become meaningful. And then via that rod, we're going to arrive somewhere else. I don't, and it's curious for me that Safo made that possible. When we brought Sappho in in the first place, I really, I was like, sure, I can work on Sappho. I, I'm curious about this poetry, and, but it's the same as, as Sylvia brought in, Sylvia Plath, that I, it, who was a poet that I was familiar with, and I liked some of the notes of her life, but I was also like, you know, it could be, sure, let's bring in Sylvia Plath, but then via the works of these women and then all the other things actually... I did find a way to work on working with both you and Sylvia and, and, and maybe these are the, like, just finished there. It's really these are the, 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 the relationships that make this impression on me. And then, and then in very different ways, then when I'm on stage, when I'm, when I'm performing, I find myself in, in, in somewhat of, of a similar space, which is it doesn't matter what happens, what matters is that we catch it and we use it. And that's what we're working on. And I and I think that that tuning, like that fine tuning, is like such beautiful work. It's it's almost like if we apply it to learning how to paint with a calligraphy brush, or play a violin, or sing a jazz song. You might be blessed with a skill that can just pick these things up yeah. and off you go. But otherwise, you have to practice and you work and yeah. you hear. You get your feedback from what you see or you hear yeah. or from what you feel. And yeah. these feedbacks are a little bit different yeah. because it's not through repetition of yeah. a thing or a material, but it's through 
I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word repetition, but I guess the working is is a type of repetition. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a, a replication, but it is an investment in in exploring um, in in being explorers in this realm and learning to tune in to catching to noticing to um, you know even like I love you know I really love the way you, and appreciated the way you said our our business as the performers is to work on being on that work it's not our responsibility but we're using a feedback loop because we we want to have a response a bit, we want to be able to respond as yeah. well um, but you know this thing that marks or one thing and 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 I'm interested in those multiple layers yeah. and how tuned in we become to those yeah. multiple yeah. Um, meanings. Yeah. I suppose those are it's funny how like we talked about this burning burning something into the retina with the burn and then today there were these moments that people can recall very easily and then they all report on seeing this thing and it's only us really that see the magic of it maybe I'm sure they are aware of it in their in their own different ways but to be on the receiving end of of hearing each person's interpretation of that image that kind of burned. It's quite fascinating that they were all there, but they were all there in a very, like, with a, with a different, with, with, with a different reference. I was just having this, like, interesting idea about, like, our role, or, like, the roles that we've, it's almost like, let's have that image there for a while, and while we're looking at it, let's, ha- let's have some lavender oil. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Like it was almost like, let's enjoy it more, yeah. you know, and let's yeah. be closer to it because I'm yeah. bringing that image. I don't know if, if that's even how it happened. I don't think that is how it mm. happened. But it was almost like I'm looking at this like almost the hosting of of images yeah. and this facilitation being a bridge between um, being away from this thing and it being over there and also being it's here right now with us in you. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes any sense, I'm yeah, not sure yeah, yeah. that it does. But yeah. um, like, it's not, it's not other. It's not like a piece of artwork that's there for you to go look at that lovely line or that. Gosh, that line. Gosh, that. How did that work out? Is that a coincidence, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to sort of um, soften it into sensation. I don't know what I'm saying now, but I feel like. I was just laughing at this kind of role of going, yeah, this is really enjoyable, isn't it? Like, let's just sit here for a while and have tea. And because that experience is, it changes the experience yeah. of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's making me think something can go for like quite a long time, yeah. but something else amongst, obviously not, we talked about together and alone, being to, alone and together, um, together in our aloneness and together in our togetherness and Maybe there's other multiples of that. But also that with the audience a part of Together Alone, they can be alone watching us. We can shift that gaze. Alone looking in. I'm together with them looking at you. You're together with them looking at me. We're together and they're looking together. at them. Yeah. yeah. Or we're all together. Yeah. Or we're yeah. all just alone. Let's yeah. all just be alone for a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and these different modes of like... Um, shifting gaze by shifting our gaze position bridges um object you know all these different tones it just sort of feels like it was lovely to be able to play in that universe of possibility and 
um, and, and having this time to reflect actually to be able to think oh yeah those things happened that's what was happening right. rather than just hold this kind of feeling of like um, risk and epiphany yeah. and um, and sort of go that that's a good chord yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what did sounds to talk about the three note chord there's another note in there somewhere Sam you can give us that to us yeah. <laughs> give us that note yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's this thing where at this point I'm getting a little bit tired, but you were saying something and then I, I had this thought that I really wanted to share and document perhaps, and now I can't remember it. But um, together and with the audience and I was thinking of duration and having a cup of tea and reading. Shifting and the gaze. Shifting the gaze. Staying with something and saying, oh, let's have some lavender. No, so this is the thing. You know how I told you the other day? So now that we have Netflix and internet and, and all this media that is made to come to you, I really started wondering what, what makes people leave their homes, the comfort of their homes. I mean, even books that, I, that are my preferred medium of engaging with the world... I have at home. I like buying books. I don't like lending books. I like giving books away and sharing, but I still like owning them and having them on a bookshelf. And I would rather pay the money to buy a book and then see that it's shit and then give it away and effectively lose that money. Can I have a page yeah. sticky note? Um, I've got a book I want to give you. Okay. Remember I said last night? Yeah. But I, I need to remember. Can okay. you just remind me the bloody chamber if I forget between chamber. now and when you leave? Because okay. I, I have it and I want to give it to you. Okay. It's Angela Carter. Ah, Angela it. Carter. Okay bloody chamber and so when when we experience something of what we experience today and then talk about expanding on that format where then I realize something like that cannot happen unless we are actually together in a in in the space so then that I can justify as motivation of someone to leave the comfort of their home and come to participate and I'm quite happy to, f to find that. Can you repeat that? Um, the, where, do we actually, where should I start repeating? Start repeating from when you were like, this is it, this is what I want to say. Ah, so Remember what I was telling okay, not the Netflix thing about it coming, everything comes to us now, yeah. but after the books. Bit. Ah, but so now I have to experience something of what we experienced tonight, where you are working on something with people in real time in a public space and to see what it does to us, to them, to each person in that room and to see this, the, the, the joy and satisfaction the, 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 that woman that came to you and said this was really thought-provoking right after that was a lovely comment I, I heard it you know, in the back of and uh, you know, with my what peripheral flag. You should write these things down. We'll forget. And, well, no, they're documented at okay. least. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. And then that and was a thumbs up. Yeah. And so then to to experience that and to realize that an event like this is what would justify for me the motivation of someone to leave the comfort of their home, their solid that that solitude, and to come oh, to yeah attend an event, to come to a live performance and to participate. Which I think also explained to me 
why I feel so sad when I see a room full of people and I feel like the dancers are alive. We are alive. This whole thing is ex is exciting because we are alive. Why does the dance looks like it's it's a recording? Why is it being reproduced in a way that wants to make it stable? Why why do it's... dancers skip and then pretend they didn't skip that they didn't? You know why do we? Well, do I think these a lot things? of I, I would say I'm sure you have multiple answers because otherwise you'd be doing that and you probably have asked those questions and answered them and that's why you're not doing this. But for me, and even my experience of this week, why do we do it? It's out of it's because partly because of fear, mm -hmm. because the fear of not doing it can be greater than the fear of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, hang on, the fear of not doing it can be great. Yeah, because um, this this. And many of these unspoken exchanges that like you're just talking about justification for, for someone coming out of their house to see yeah. our work, that there is a contract in yeah. these arrangements. Before the yeah. you know, type of contract, I go and see something. I know I'm going to see a performance. Someone's, yeah. someone's going to do something for me yeah. or in front of me. That's generally what happens. Yeah. Um, or we could call it an interactive performance. You might then go, okay, I'm going to be involved or expected to be involved or choose to be. So... So I think in this contract, there's lots of different perceptions of what that is. And in the, you know, one of the dominant modes is um, the safety of I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch something and I'm not going to have to watch mistakes and I'm not going to have to watch people working out what they're doing because, um, because they'll have already worked it all out and I'm going to see something that I can't do myself that looks virtuosic And um, I can sort of just sit here and relax. And then I can sort of go, I went to see a show. And I was a bit wowed by how high some legs went or the fact that they just kept doing the same movement 20 million times until I sort of realized that I'm, I'm thinking about dinner or the next day. I mean, that can happen as well in a performance kind of where you're just like the repetition or the recognition. I think we pretty quickly work out what we're watching. And then your brain kind of like slips into a certain Moves mode. On, yeah. yeah moves on um so why why does that happen because um the fear that one might not land on meaning and might not arrive at something beautiful by chance or maybe it's not chance that that fear prevents people from allowing themselves to be in positions of vulnerability because i think we're afraid of being vulnerable mm. we're afraid of sharing that And I don't, and I, I don't, I think we'd have to listen to the TED talk as to, <laughs> but you know, you know, Brene Brown or whatever talks yeah. all about the power, the power of revealing our vulnerability yeah. gives us power because we're all vulnerable. Yeah. So if we allow that, that, that mode or that, that part of ourselves to be present and then the work that we're doing is going, okay, we, we are understanding that we're working in a place which is potentially vulnerable, but that that's also the place to find the space that we want to create because we're, we're creating something that doesn't exist. So and vulnerability is about saying, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I'm, but I'm, I'm open. Yeah. And I'm here. And I'm here. Yeah. And I want to communicate. Yeah. 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 Um, that's interesting. because perhaps those moments, I know we've got to finish so we could continue like separately but these moments where it feels like something I'm in something I'm with something and then these other moments which might we might use words like not knowing lost anxious etc they could also be another word which could be vulnerability and how do I materialize my vulnerability 
So how do you think we materialized our vulnerability? Materialized it? I think we materialized it initially by revealing it, by making it through subtle cues, which the audience had to tune into to work out this wasn't a prepared introduction and they actually don't know what the next bit is. So that there was a bit of tuning going on, then there was a bit of them responding to that, going, okay, they don't know what they're going to do. Okay, we're going to watch that. Okay, oh, something's happening. That sort of worked. Okay, they did something. Okay, they landed together. So I think we materialised our vulnerability by, um, by letting it be present. So it was present in the room and then moving it around a little bit, relocating it a few times, <laughs> having the same conversation with slightly different places. <laughs> That's quite curious. Yeah. And, then, um, and then, you know, there were, I think there were moments where we, it, it was present and we supported each other's vulnerability by joining it. And that then created, I noticed when that happened, that then created another meaning that we then started to develop so I guess that's, um, I think it, that, the, 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 yeah, the moments where I, I would sort of feel that would, even though I think that the whole place, I don't know, would, would you say the whole place was, was vulnerable if, if one doesn't quite know what's going to happen, then maybe there is a part of us that's, that's, on, that's in that space the whole time. And, that, and, and that's like when you chose to run out of the room and be there. I think we were all in a slightly, we were in that space. So when you manifested that position, it was perfect because it actually embodied the feeling of yeah. where okay. we were. Yeah. And that's why it, it was great that you held it for a long time and I held it for a long time and they held the attention for a long time and whether or not they didn't, I don't know. But it felt like that. Yeah. I didn't turn around. But it was like it could have been there for a long time because that's a... Let's just let's just feel that and connect that with this feeling that's been around in the room, and now it's all coming together. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And even things like taking the t-shirt off, and you know, like revealing the bits underneath, or um, coming closer to the audience and, and risking a rejection that no one's going to want to get up. You know, these are, these are all manifestations. Right. I think of vulnerability of. Um, and and maybe that's also something you're naming that I find that I want to say we did well, but I also think like uh, did we do it or was it a reaction? Because I know that we talked about oh we can talk to each other as Pavel and Sky and, and give directions, but we can also work through the material and communicate that lane plane. Or other options, but finally when we actually did employ all of these different ways of talking, of materializing language, we read, we incantated, we pledged, we... <laughs> That was a moment of vulnerability, <laughs> which and you manifested it by drawing a big line under it, which was brilliant. Well, you know, I, you were manifesting stuff, you no, know, pledging stuff, and I was like, oh, this, I can see that, this, I can see. And then you said this, I'm going to designate a place on the wall for all of your names. And I was like, how are you ever going to do that? 
And do, how did I do? Did it manage? I don't, I don't think so. No, so like this is a twenty-year-old plan. You first need a wall, <laughs> then you like need permit. You need money to make the pl- plaques, 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 plaques. Then you do them. You know, like there's so much work you just given yourself. But okay, because the other things were a little bit more spiritual. I was like, you can go meditate and do that. But the, the thing with designating spaces for the wall, <laughs> I know <laughs> that was so amazing. Um, well, it, well, that was also a curious reflection from you because you're suddenly realizing that this is real, that like what is real? Yeah. Like what am I? What am I actually? And in the end, it's sort of. I think I came down to something like, well, it's really about love, isn't it? You know. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. How? But then again, you there was the like when I was writing the work of art for the wall, these words. How they manifested for me when I was uh, chant when I was not chanting. Meditating. Humming. Sunbathing. <laughs> Sunbathing. That was a burn. Um, is that there was the how and the what and the whom. There was the is and the does and... And then there was she and I and you and they. And then there was she and here. An ing somewhere. But then I started writing. And as I was writing these things out, I realized, see and hear... And so... Other words came out after... It was see and hear and feel and sense... And imagine. And imagine and then love. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah, so love came... (laughs) I was like, this, what am I going to play? It's shit, I'll go for that. Yeah. But it is for so for me that created another it created this like piercing sensation of meaning coming like materializing through time. It materialized once before and now it's here again and it mm. kind of close I don't know, mm. somebody was talking in comedy, there's this like a, a comeback. It's a kind of a it was a comeback. So that's how love did its comeback for me in that uh, scene yeah. from, from, from the all the way down in the morning. Yeah. And this I, whole thing I, with with with, uh, with the well, I'll just name the, the, the death of the, of the piece of cloth. What is that? Oh, the scarf. Oh, the scarf. <laughs> the death of the scarf materialized. It, 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 did, it, it had like the, the sextruple comeback from Monday morning. Yeah. Like it was, so these, so, and that's what I thought was I love that. fascinating what happened this week that we were both in the space of utter not knowing. <laughs> In the space of communicating through material, but also with each other in the studio and at the kitchen table. And we were both unable to not talk and then so tired that we couldn't talk anymore. And we would still then have a little chat. And then... And the tarot came and back tarot, in. And then tarot had comebacks that I don't even know how that works because Sam is not even in... I mean, like, there's just so much, not even land, but water between the three of us, the two of us and him, and yet he managed to produce comebacks. And then there was that thing where we were opening the space of insecurity and opening the space of we don't know what we were doing. And we met, we, we, I, I was really wanting to, to, to put that into the public space. That was hard to, like, survive and anticipate and then finally we are in that space and we don't know how anything works and we are scared and then we have comebacks and 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 then people start creating comebacks in the room 
like the reports that we were given are also essentially comebacks. The, the woman saying, you're him and, and he's you, after we had all the conversations about morph, morphing and transforming <laughs> and, and, and binary. And, binary the, and, and that's, you know, see, that, that's also interesting. That, I mean, this is making me think about this interest that, you know, I mentioned in the multiple meanings of objects. Yeah. And also, the, you know, the, Angus uses this word islands to describe when you, you know, when you like draw attention to something in the room, even if it's a space, and suddenly it lands for the audience and, and we've just made an association. And this idea of the, the scarf, mm -hmm. which was the death, mm -hmm. then it became me trying to remember this face, this face. which is like, okay, do, do you, any of you see it? I'm not sure how that went on, but... And then it became the sex. Then you were like <laughs> the sexy top, but that was that sexy top that then became you in me. And she was like, "I know this is black, but still, that's the sexy top." So it's like the color doesn't totally. match, the shape doesn't match, and yet she was she saw yeah. it. Yeah, and I felt that too. I was like, "He's me." I mean, I felt like I don't know. It felt sort of some of it when I was speaking, and you were like holding the thing and putting me. Like, it just sort of felt I was organizing myself. You were doing it. But it was sort of like, oh, I'm getting... This part of me that is holding me or is around me is... Um, me. Is me. And it's also pushing me a bit forward into a new place that I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God, here I am. You put me here. <laughs> but, you know, I've gone there and now I've got to deal with it. I mean, I put that... I put that block, blue block under your hand because I wanted you to be able to rest and I was like oh I'm so nice because you see I'm here building a castle so you can rest and then you said I'm gonna pledge it and I was like I'm not getting involved with that <laughs> you're so sweet and then, I suddenly felt like a bible I could see it when you said it pledge and I so and then you said we pledge and I was like what and I put my hand on top and then you were like what are we gonna pledge and I was like no you brought this on yourself <laughs> And I thought at that moment I was you. That was a burn. That was like a sky burn. Hashtag. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, powder would have helped you, but sky is like, dude. <laughs> oh god, I love that. Powder would have helped you, but sky is like, dude, sort yourself out. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm thinking if I been, if I raised my daughter like that, I'm gonna give her a lot more help. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, and it's really love. I mean, to be able to have yourself reflected back at you, yeah. you know, in with love. Yeah. You know that that's special as well. Yeah. And maybe there was something of that in our relationship. Um, I think so. I mean, like you see how. I mean, sorry to analyze you, dear audience, as if you're listening, but how nobody. This I really think is significant. Nobody came to give us feedback. Mm, I know. People came to share their impressions with us. <clears throat> and I, I think that that's a note of... In, in my world, that's a note of success. <coughs> Sorry. Because that means we managed to <clears throat> create a space in which those value systems that give signals of that make people feel like they should feedback were not there. Yeah, exactly. Even Marav said to me... Um, do you, do you, should I feedback? Do, do you want feedback? And I, and I was kind of like, well, we, we were sort of not really wanting to necessarily, I mean, any impressions you want to share, I'd yeah. love to hear them yeah. and we could talk, but, um, but, I, and so then, yeah, cause it's sort of like, 
um, the feedback loop was the feedback, I think. Exactly, exactly. Like Her I feel lying like, down in a relaxed space and I put my hand on her knee and, yeah, and she was like, that's nice. That was nice. magical. Yeah. Magical. Yeah. And it was like... That's the feedback. That's the feedback. She yeah. didn't move her leg or, <coughs> or sit up or go, sorry, I'm like, you know, it, it felt like I'm with you, you're with me. We're all in the room together. Yeah. And then this thing about when I said Tara, I was actually, as well as Sam's presence, thinking about the... Um, reading that we did that was sort of an offshoot and you know where we were and then this end final conversation and the word community came into the room yeah. and it was over that Angus said that uh, that we were working on community and I thought when he said that did he, he, I didn't he say said that in the when we were ah. sitting outside or he called it sorry he called it I don't know. He called it as again. I don't Gosh, remember. That would that would make me raise the question: If we're working on community, what work do we don't need to answer this today? This can be our next work. But what work do we need to do as individuals to work on that work? Mm. I mean, you and I, but like it's a bigger question. Mm. Like to create to create a community or be part of community or work on community. What 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 can we do? As, as uh, you know this together and alone what can we do yeah. alone to, to become yeah. together and yeah. um, and, and it, I'm sure it's all the same work like it's yeah. but I wonder for me you know that thing where we got stuck in this room yesterday and we were looking at our how our joints were bending yeah for oh my god for like two hours <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like oh so tired falling asleep oh, in the really? studio and then come to the green room and I think oh for for once we're gonna go home and not feel like nauseous from feeling tired and then we just did a short little two hours hardcore working on like how does this body work and why did I bring that up because it was in this room and community but so that I wonder if 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 for example not only how we were working this whole week where we go from this to that and continue work and, and insist that we are continuing to work even though we are eating breakfast and then warming up and then not warming up but talking about warming up and then starting through different warm-ups and not completing either one and then suddenly we are improvising and we can't stop because now we are in the show that is not a show because it's just research but what is research? But we also... Because this is how we want to live our lives. Yeah, but we also then actually studied our bodies and that's for me I was uh, because this was I, was I was reflecting on this recently I was I realized I, I talk to people a lot about their imagination our imagination my imagination I do guided meditations I work with Christina in a way with a body that I find really works for me but I would I, and, and I already see that I'm twisting something at work to make it to, to marry to, to and to make something possible for me that takes then the co the combination of these two two kind of methodologies pushes what I can learn or it, it opens a, a third space for me and so something of that reflected like a possibility of oh this is this is how we can this is how working on the body becomes more concretely a part of this work where it continues to be working and it continues to be a study and we are not looking for we're not, not looking to learn how a plie works we are like 
is how, it, how does the hip go in the yeah in the plie yeah <laughs> or, and, and when it bends it? or like is this does this bone rotate this way or that way and and this bone and then the what about yeah the thing under and the, what about the shoulder we did the shoulder the, joint the yes. subtalar yeah. yeah. No, that, that oh, yeah, there was that day the other day as well. That it, yeah, I love I, that. Was lovely what that yeah. sharing and that that's and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like maybe in the you know the talking of like all the work about this thing we we're going to do, um, that our bodies are really like they're important and they're present, and we don't necessarily need to kind of like create or do any type of movement style that our yeah. work can be working anatomically or let's yeah. go into the fluid system, yeah. right? Let's watch that nervous system video and then we spend the rest of the day exploring. Let's try the Feldenkrais class. Yeah, and that became really fun. I mean, that was, who's ever done a hard Feldenkrais class? Oh my God, that was so hard. It was so hard. I was, we were like, this can't be, re- this cannot be Feldenkrais. We were laughing for most of it because it was, that sliding your feet on the floor in a circle oh was... God. How far up do your back do you feel it? I'm like, I feel it in my jaw because I'm going like this. <laughs> I'm going to write to them. I'm going to write to them and go, um, could you just revisit? No, when I do my training, I'm going to go, is this how you do this exercise? Or? That was interesting because I really, really felt like how hard is it to describe to somebody via only audio information the movement that they have to do and I usually am quite skilled at figuring out what people want from me and yesterday we like half of the class was like me yeah. wondering is am I doing the right thing something is not adding up yeah and he's like no go back to your go back to your back feet on the floor as if you're standing knees together heels together and then make circles on the floor and I'm like there's no it this means th- it has to mean this because yeah and then you said today well I could feel it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in a like, good, in a good way or in a what way? Who knows? See, I could, I could feel it. See, that's interesting yeah. though. Like this idea about the work and the material and risk and all that. Because you think, if it's that hard, you might go, "This is, this is wrong," or "This isn't working." Yeah, but we like, like w- th- yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like in in a way, the Feldenkrais approach could be interesting, isn't yeah. it? Because you sort of like we were like. Feldenkrais is not usually like this. Yeah. There's and usually we clues. Did it. We did it. And, and we were, yeah. There's this funny, silly pop, no, turbo folks, whatever, pop song in Croatia. Really, like, it's, I mean, like, if you, to set to and bring it up is like, there's no taste in this man <laughs> at all. But there's this funny Some, line. I love, I like, the, I like the sound of like proper, like, pop fizz soda (laughs) disco music yeah and she says uh something about hold it's somebody broke up with somebody and 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 then the other person is holding on to like a pit bull like a terrier with you know and i felt like we were like two pit bulls last night it was like this is hard it doesn't make sense he's like go back on your back i'm like you bet i am going to my back i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do this yeah, and then we were like oh. laughing at the fact that we were both doing this, even though we're like our backs, my back was killing. And was yeah. like, why are we doing this? Because we're just going to get through this yeah. and make it work and learn something from it. Yeah, and yeah, indefinitely, like create an impression, like both muscularly, but also, I think there is something in the joints that I that that. But I, I, but look, I, at, and it opened up. That's why I like Feldenkrais because yeah. it. I think it helps me open up my relationship with my body, mm. and and then we did this research. Yeah. 
because we were sort of in a different space. Yeah. So that's I, I think of it as that that's the only purpose. That's the purpose it has for me. Mm. Not necessarily as it's going to get me to do make a choreography or get yeah. even maybe. I don't know, it's not yeah. like I'm expecting my legs going to suddenly yeah. go through, although it might. <laughs> suddenly when they wake up, it might be like, wait a minute, six o'clock. held it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this story quickly about when I met Chris to do a Feldenkrais class and I said, should we do some? And she said, yeah, we did some. And then she said, oh, I've got this friend in London who's a Feldenkrais teacher and um, I told him that I'm doing Feldenkrais and he has, he's recorded a lesson for us and he's sent it to us. So we, we turn up and we're lying on the floor and we're like doing this lesson and then you have to come to sitting or something and you have to like cross one arm over the other and put it under and then you have to do this folding with the hands and then you sort of pull it from place to place. And this lesson was about 50 minutes long and the hand arrangement's established in the first 10 minutes and the rest of the lesson is with this hand arrangement. And we were both like looking at us going, is that what he's saying? Is that is that what he is? Is it like that? And then we both worked out, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. So we we did this full class, all these weird things going, oh my God, this is strange. I never knew I could. And um, anyway, we really enjoyed the class. And then I saw him in London and I said, ah, Robert, we, we really enjoyed your class. And, you know, this thing with the hand, it was a bit weird, but it sort of goes around like this and you take it over. And he goes, that's not how you hold your hands in that class. <laughs> and it was like, we, and he was like, oh no, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I've like, I even recorded the class and listened back to it twice to make sure I did it on the floor and everything. So this idea about the translation yeah. or, but we, and I was like, well, I think we just invented our own Feldenkrais lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs training when you can do it yourself yeah. And, yeah. and create an impact that you also, that both of you felt an impact of that. And he's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and you're like, what did I believe in then? Like, yeah. What, what? Yeah, and yeah. he felt so guilty as yeah. well. Like, he tampered with the Tara, you yeah. know, the principles yeah. of Moshi. Yeah. But I suppose that's also what's interesting for me in Feldenkrais, where, like, the first time I did Feldenkrais was in in, in Seed. Uh, we would have it at 7 p.m. after we would be, like, flying low, passing through, and rolling around, and, and jumping all day long. So people massively was, like, Feldenkrais was not wanting to fall asleep, but falling asleep anyway. So we had this system when you would see, because you were lying on our side, quite close to each other, when you saw the person in front of you stop moving, we would wake each other up. And and so there was this, like, we didn't communicate this with the teacher, but we just developed this amongst each other because peop, be, because eventually people started snoring and that was a little bit embarrassing yeah. for everyone. So we were waking each other up and, and kind of wondering, what, what do you do with all this resting? Like, I did nothing and then I was resting for five minutes. And, and, and I think that was provoked by the fact that we were working so much the rest of the day and nobody ever thought of like taking a five minute break. Nobody ever mentioned like you ran for three hours. Maybe you could sit down and have lunch. No, it was like you ran for three hours. Let's have two more hours of running. And uh, if you then, if you, if you're somebody like me and you go like, maybe this is too much, they go like, you're not a good dancer. Or, you know. Were you and Eleanor at, at Seed and Parts together? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then... It and was then Seeded I moved to, and Sanya. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I moved to Stockholm and I lived there for a while and then Eleanor said, I got the job. I was like, I can't believe that you're coming to live here. And now... Yeah. Oh my God, Eleanor. I know. The goddess I know, of Eleanor. Do you know, like, I don't want to say this on record. Okay, we can leave it to after. But Eleanor, like, 
is one of the first people that I met in my adult life living not at, in, in, in Croatia who I don't know has just like been such an anchor for me and I don't know how I mean I appreciate this woman uh, so much yeah this, she's like I feel I feel the same it, I have so much care and love for her and mm. um, she's just she's such a wise amazing mm. um, but you know like this anchor and mm. she's very grounded and I love her systems like mm. she has she's organized but they they're not glued mm. it's like she's got a she's got a sort of like fascial network or a sort mm. of a web that that is has a shape to it that you can't necessarily see but you can feel it and but it can move and occasionally it's sort of like okay that's yeah. where it is yeah um and she introduced me to Anne Carson mm-hmm. well I had the Anne Carson book that I never read and when I went to stay with her she she introduced me to Decreation Mm-hmm. which has got a story on Sappho if you don't have do you have you, you don't have decreation I don't have decreation oh you're going to love that book no. you need to get that book okay um, and and then this and then after that I bought the Sappho book yeah and then yeah. you had the Sappho book yeah. and then yeah Eleanor thank you yeah. Eleanor I have thank to write you, back about your beautiful photo with the fountain being yeah. and uh and so, back to Fell in Grace for a second, just to oh, finish yeah. that. <laughs> I'm falling asleep, yeah, and, sorry. And so, years later, I, look, I was like, what is that thing that I did with Fell in Grace? And then some people around me were studying or, or dabbling into Fell in Grace. And I started daydreaming about it, and I was like... And then I realized the impact that I, didn't, that I wasn't even conscious of, of that, of that doing... So, like how little it takes to make an impact on the body. And I think that's why I find Feldenkrais, it's still not my preferred way of, I would rather do craniosacral work any other day in my life, or every day in my life. I would just rather do craniosacral work. Well, let's do some work. of that next time, because I don't know what that work is. Craniosacral work? I mean, I've had oh, it done on me, yeah. but I don't I mean, know how to do it to myself. For me, that's... Well, is this what you're doing today? Is that craniosacral when you were putting I mean, it, I was on the place, but I didn't take myself onto Slack. Uh, I was actually thinking of taking you into Slack, and then other things happened, and I forgot about Eleanor, it. is it the silk on velvet? Yeah. Eleanor did it to me yeah. once when she came. Yeah. Oh, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, see, that, this work. So is when like I that. found that work, and I and I realized because I had some experiences with 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 um, who are those that crack you, those devils, oh, st- carers, chiropractors. Oh, I had. My mom once took me to the best chiropractor in the country because I uh, weak spot lower back. And then that shock of being first put on electricity for 30 minutes. Uh, then given a really brutal massage and then this man comes in and cracks the living life out of me. And then I went through that twice because he wanted even more. But I finally said, mom, please, can we not do this too? And then... After having an osteopath also be like, to go to cranial sacral, uh, so for 10 years I didn't go to anyone after that. I was like, I mm. will fix it myself or die. <laughs> There's yeah. no other option for me. And so I moved to Stockholm and people are like, oh, this man, this man, this man, this man. And so I managed to book, I earned some money, I booked an appointment. And I mean, I, I stood up from his table and started crying. Like I, the way I felt my feet, and I was on the top floor of the building, 
He, I mean, and you know, he I'm was, going to him when I come. Ah, and he was like, the, but we have to book it like at least a month in advance. It's, Fine. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let, if when I come. Yeah, let me know. And yeah. then, because he, like what he did is like, I couldn't believe that I was in the, I don't know, fifth floor of, of a building and I was, I could feel the earth so clearly. And it was not like this or like that. And he, you know, before he started, because it did do some cranial sacred work on myself and in, in class with people that I felt comfortable with. So I had some experience and he said to me like, you know, this might be not what you're used to. It's very subtle. And I was like, no, no, I know, I know. And then, so don't suggest to know that it's going to be very subtle. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And then he touched me and it was even subtler. But the effect, I mean, and for me, that's, that's, that leaves an impression when it's so gentle but it were and then i don't i can i go once every six months because i need six months to process that little 45 minute yeah. long session yeah, yeah no i i'm with you have you done the have you done bon looked at bonnie's fluids dvd yet a little bit yeah have you done the sec the craniosacral uh no i i was uh i was still in the synovials the the i mean i didn't i haven't seen the dvd but in the course it was incredible doing the yeah because you know it it, it, the, the atmosphere in the room, yeah. the way that each fluid system changes mm -hmm. the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, that's another material. Yeah. Like these investigations yeah. are material yeah. that that will materialize yeah. through exploring, like yeah. the comebacks materialized. Yeah. So this right. is, I'm glad you've brought attention to yeah. that. I just feel like that space for me is really um, exciting, yeah. and that we found it in yeah. our own way. Yeah. And it, and yeah. Yeah. And we both care about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tremendously. And it's not about having to do... It's not so much about doing class or something, but it's that the, the, the investigations facilitate openings and awarenesses yeah. that then give texture and, yeah. and shape to things. Yeah. yeah. And mind you, I think another thing that I'm recognizing now, and I'm just saying this for the purpose of documentation, really, is that thank you for allowing it to be something that happens in the middle of the day and then a day and a half later in the evening and then the next morning and because there's something that I realized last creative creation process that I was in and then we we we're gonna warm up ourselves and then do rehearsal and on the second day when I was in the room at 10 a.m. and I knew that now it's 10 a.m. and now I'm supposed to be warming up. I panicked. And I was like, I, n now at 10 a.m. I would rather go and, and build a thing and I would rather warm up later because my, I'm not, I don't need to warm up my body. And, and I at that point I really didn't know. I just reported on my panic. I asked my colleagues, I was like, don't take this the wrong way. I don't want us to panic. But I do want to say that I am looking for another way of organizing and I don't know how to communicate it so I would like to start here with what's obvious to me right now all these months later what I'm recognizing now is that to, to have the courage to follow that attention and to be able to fall into an exploration in the wrong room at the wrong time and be there for two hours and then and then the work that we that we did at that point I mean like that's but it, it does, it challenges this thing of like, we have the studio 10 to 5 and then we have to leave, but we would rather work, you know, 10, 15 to 11, to 1 and then eat lunch. I'd probably then, rather work 12 till 8, or, like I'd rather 
organized thinking well whatever yeah, yeah. I just it, there's but it's interesting just like to yeah to allow. put this into a question mark and to see how mm. and also that you know that information that that um, in, an embodied uh, colleague or practitioner has that you might not have like I never thought about that space yeah. in the armpit as being yeah. space yeah. I've always thought of it as being like occupied yeah and the thing yesterday what made an impression is that just like how you call the two the two bone like the heels and the the heel and the I never know the name of this bone like the the tal- Tal- talus callus and flaccus and and just like that that as you call these bones out I like I my body just was like oh of course mm. it's not like I forget I forgot about you but I am I'm giving you a name again like I forget your name and now I'm give and to just give this bone a name again it was made such an impression also because of this book that I'm reading where I'm reminded that in some so in some uh, I'm gonna talk about witchcraft for a second but in some um, cultures witchcraft cultures when when you meet an entity as as a as a witch or a or a warlock you your power is in the fact that you know that thing's name mm. you can assert your power over a thing by cheating it often cheating it because they are cunning into telling into revealing their identity to you and by giving you their name they give their power away to you and then you get to manipulate and often often in this book that I'm reading now which is just a fairy tale but there's this there's this there's this whole thing of this creature and and there's this scene where this little kid who is not a warlock but is stuck with this creature goes and 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 so the creature is asserting itself upon this boy and and she says you don't know my name and I and then as a result of that she can do this thing to this boy and this boy to feel that 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 horror of not knowing something's name that is upon your body, Ugh. so it was interesting. I felt that I was like I'm giving this bone a name, and by by giving you your I'm I'm returning you your name, and so I'm I'm giving you this I'm giving you that space, and I'm giving you that. It was quite present. Present. That's it was very so strange. Lovely. This thing about the um, naming and the not naming and mm, I had I did have a thought about that but I, I'm trying to well it, I don't know it kind of it's it's making me also think about visibility and invisibility and how that can be um, like the, you know people without the nameless ones or how do you find them mm. how do you find someone without a name like you you, you could find them through recognition of yeah. It's different, isn't it? so there's. I guess there's that, but also thinking about um, this concept of a spell or a charm or a letter or a poem that somehow they they the arrangement of these let's call them sounds and symbols can unlock something, whether it's meaning, permission, power. Um, and that you know, in the old days, they used to say that if you if you had the right combination of Sounds you could open like more material yeah. spaces, yeah. and I don't know whether that's a myth and legend mm. or if it's if it's vibrational or 
But I, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm not really curious about this, this, mm. this thing about the name and, and, and recognition and, yeah. um, and why is that, why is that a, like, you know, why is that in a fairy tale something yeah. that, you know, if you, if you don't have the, you need the password to yeah. go through yeah. or you need to go and find out the, the, the name of the old woman in yeah. the thingy, you know, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting repetitive kind of like reminder about yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it really is, and I and and I wonder if I'm I'm skipping now, but this this thing of of chords, it, it's it's that that's that's something a sh- some shamans will do. They will they will they will sing, or they will rattle, rattle as a way of locating or or maybe materializing or guiding mm. often they'll guide by, by 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 producing sounds but and then they will know which sounds and they will etc etc which I think also happens like in 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 body, sorry, just in in body work when when, you know, like talking about Feldenkrais and then Bonnie and then and then and then, just that thing that we did on the floor, which was, you know, or the thing that we did in the studio with the shoulder, which is just like, oh, but but these that 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 it's that that it's not, I'm a I'm a yoga practitioner. That's my Bible, which works for some people. For me, what works is to learn what are all these different ways that people have conjured an awareness of their body for themselves. And I need a little bit of, I need to understand, I don't need to, I don't know how to say this, I suppose I need to understand what are these different logics. Because for me, you know, in mathematics, it's like, it's like the function of X, the function of all these different things together will actually be what informs me is the difference between what I get from this exercise and that exercise that maybe locates a little bit of form, which is what you were saying yesterday. I need to move my pubic bone left and right, and then I find the center, and I can drop, which is such a simple principle. But you orientate like this extreme and that extreme, and then you kind of frame and that space. And like that this. it can go like this. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, so how does that mean the pelvis has got that? So the sky is showing rotation. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's making me think about when you said about function, that 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 there's something about naming, you know, like that we that I, I feel like I don't really know understand the name of something until I understand its function. Like that when we're talking about the shoulder, like mm. what is the shoulder? Mm. That you know, um, there's there are other layers of um, that that sort of function is somehow, and the same with the poem perhaps, mm. and the, and when we use to think about which craft, that there is some craft. And work involved in these processes, yeah. and and what is their function, which yeah. can maybe loop us back into what we've been doing. Yeah. That the that the practices we've been looking at and the work, it's it, some of it function is yeah. also that word you're talking about purpose. Yeah. How does this function? Yeah. What is my purpose? That yeah. could be a nice word to bring in for yeah. me actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Mm. Because okay, so maybe this is the closing story. The other day. Christina back at work, the other work, you know, work, 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 mm. and she brought this. She brought 
she she referred to this uh, um, I think it's a Swedish uh, uh, sports person who does this uh, run 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 and then go over, jump over a, uh, it's an Olympic sport oh, yeah. what is it? it's, it's, it's a uh, high jump high jump so without a rod it's just like da 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 jump and so she says if you look at this one particular man sorry I don't know your name um, if you look at what he does before which is unlike what other people do where they are bending and stretching and da 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 da, da I think he he jumped 2 meters 40 at a certain point Maybe broke a record at a certain point. And what he did is... Everybody's like... He has a couple of ticks. But actually, like... is very calm. And supposedly... Somebody sometimes asked... At some point asked him... What... Why are you calm? What do you do this? And he says... I am trying to... I'm... 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 Trying to focus only on the thing that I have to do. Which is not to jump over which is not to prepare, which is not to do other stuff. He says, apparently in this interview, he says, I need to push. I need to my foot to be here and I need to push from that foot. The rest is going to be a consequence of that one push. Mm-hmm. So I'm only foc- I'm, I'm closing my eyes, I'm, I'm drawing my attention and I'm within that push. And so for her, she said, and... Then she referred to some philosopher and she said, you know what's fascinating to me is that then he jumps to 40 and people say, that's beautiful. And then she said, and you know what I think it is? I think the beauty in that moment is that his jump fulfilled a function. It didn't do anything else. It fulfilled the function and he jumped this incredible height. And that's what we look at and that's what we call beautiful. That's beautiful. Thanks, Christina. That is very beautiful. And that really needs to be the ending theme. It reminds me of um, what someone, a dear friend, Frisbee, talked to me about Frisbee. Her parents fell in love playing Frisbee. Oh, Oh, good for you, Frisbee. She's amazing. You have to meet Frisbee. She wanted to bring out a revival of Greek tragedy in supermarkets. And I don't think it ever happened, but she's now a classics lecturer at Cambridge. And she's like this goddess with long, dark hair, really sexy and beautiful and really amazing. Her sister's called October. <laughs> her her mum went out with Cat Stevens. Do you know him? Yes. He's like, yeah. Anyway. Um, wow. She's a really extraordinary woman. And why am I talking? Oh, because she was really into Plato. And I remember her telling me that Plato believed that we were all drawn to this, we recognise beauty in harmony and that something about harmonious principles are functional. It's like a beautiful bridge. Like yeah. there's a sense of um, when the things align to serve the purpose yeah. of the function, they can be as simple as they need to be. Yeah. 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 And so and conclusion after conclusion after conclusion is that... This is the real conclusion. Yeah. So that... Is it Mechav again? Mechav. I wonder, But I wonder if, if it's hers that says... It, it's, it's beautiful to see... Um, again I don't know her precise words but she brought in the word minimalism because did she, she really? she did she said because even though this <sighs> that happens that happens but it, it, there is something very 
minimal about what you're actually attempting to do and i i for me what it meant that she that she that 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 that, that principle was becoming visible via all the things we were introducing Did she really say that she used the word minimal oh i'm very excited because yeah. i I'm, I, I didn't know much about minimalism until about a year ago when I went to see an exhibition by this Brazilian woman mm-hmm. and all her, she, I, I can't remember all of it, but it was just one idea yeah. and she just repeated it like yeah. she, she had at one point collected all the cigarette ashtrays yeah. out of an aeroplane and they were just like arranged in, in a space yeah. and then she had done something with cigarette papers and yeah. that was another exhibition and then and they all had a kind of another meaning yeah. and that bit I can't remember but yeah. it, and I and I was like what is this exhibition and the guy who was there happened to be an art student and he, he knew all about minimalism and he's like she's a minimalist artist from the like 70s 80s <sighs> and and then we got into a conversation about Sol Hewitt yeah and I just, who I'd never heard of. Oh, and I just yeah. was so blown away by the idea that you could try and find a functional principle yeah. that yeah. could allow a whole um, thematic yeah. artwork to yeah. reveal itself. Yeah. And that, 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 that once, he, once he had settled on his principle, that's what the work was. Yeah. And maybe we just discovered that we are minimalist artists, which would make sense to me because my example of recent rediscovery of minimalism is in this one man's work, whose name I again don't know, who did two of the works that I can tell you about is one, he in the deserts of maybe Nevada, he he planted these these they're they're poles, it's physics, so it's it's scientific work but really what so these poles that attract lightning so his work is in this field of lightning i've seen that and then his other work is where he buried one kilometer long rod straight into the earth's mantle and the only thing you see on the only thing you see is a little plaque on the floor with a little with a little brass circle which is the the flat top of that kilometer and 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 there's a little note that says this is the top of one kilometer that goes straight into i mean that that i i well i mean i can't even deal with that <laughs> yeah yeah and i i suppose this is like also we're talking about suggestion here yeah because my imagination's doing all the rest. Yeah. I mean, when I said I've seen this work, I then thought, have I seen this work? Or did I just see it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's this thing of, of, of the sensation of recognizing something, which, which is when I feel like I need time to recognize it. I need time to... This is where poetry also, I guess, is where... where what, I'm, what I'm learning through engaging with poetry is that it's not as simple as reading out a sentence. This is where acting also doesn't work for me. It's not as simple as just saying the line. And it's also not as simple as acting out the line. It's really considering what it is that you're putting out there. Have you ever, seeing it. I'm learning this as well from, from you and this week. I'm learning it in general, but it's, it's, it, it's, this week has, has, has helped me to um, feel time as a thing that I want to feel in a different way yeah. to how I normally feel yeah. it and, and the desire to yeah. explore that. Um, but I was going to, I was just thinking of, um, 
Uh, <laughs> can't remember. What did you just I mean, say? Like we were just reference after reference that we can't oh, reference. Oh, Meisner technique. Meisner. Have you tried that? No. I'd be like like to offer that to you. Okay. It's it's from the work of Sanford Meisner, uh-huh. and I've done a little bit of it, and it's I did a little bit with Eleanor, yeah. and it was so funny me trying to pass it on to Eleanor. I was like, I'm not going to try that again with anyone. I could. It basically it's a way an acting technique that's based on creating the principles of um, real time yeah. and reality into a situation where yeah. you have to deliver a text or yeah. you have to. Have you ever seen Tootsie? Yeah. The director of Tootsie was a Meisner director. Oh, okay. So and it's a bit like you're we're watching you and I say yeah. you're you're looking at me and you repeat and go, I'm looking at you. Yeah. And then I say and then we keep going where I say yeah. you're touching your throat. So it gets more and more about the dis- outside description yeah. until it becomes about the emotional yeah. content yeah. and then it leads into real so the, it, it shows you how to create the real the real conditions that you need to actually really um, make what you're doing that's a repetition of something else mm. not feel like it's a repetition and not look like it's a repetition yeah. Yeah. but it's not what a lot of people use yeah 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 and and when i did the course i was the only person in the room who wasn't a trained actor mm. and i was probably the person who took to it the most easily mm. because the actors were so programmed to yeah. not show their truth yeah. but to to artifice a situation to um, present a certain type of feeling or pr- so it was really right. difficult for them really they had been so programmed all of them I was yeah. looking at it going this is really weird yeah. like um, and I think something about being in the body yeah. and having to be in body time yeah. is helpful in this yeah. kind of work yeah. that Meisner work and perhaps that's also why I never did that but it, I, by the sound of it I did something that was perhaps a little similar but also very I mean like the, you know this like one, uh, uh, an aspect of that principle I recognize so work that superficially works very differently but something with nature theory of Oklahoma what I experienced is that sounds so cool the nature the theater, theater of Oklahoma which is Kafka it's, it's a quote of Kafka yeah he has a he has a one of his and I can't remember it's America it's the book entitled America the last chapter is called the Nature Theater of oh, Oklahoma wow. I haven't read that one yeah it's quite nice I mean um, sorry Kafka it's spectacular of course <laughs> uh, but it's all it also has this like there's there's, there's let's do our next project on Kafka yeah. <laughs> Kafka and Sappho it could be a series <laughs> episodes of yes. dead writers yes. <laughs> who all have to be a little bit like. They have to have two syllable names. Yeah, and have to be a little bit of legend, like legendary in that respect that we kind of also think they were maybe mad, mad or didn't exist yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Magical aspects, which Kafka has in Metamorphosis and 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 uh, yeah. Anyway, and even blah, blah. in some, I've got I bought his short stories earlier this year, and there there's like, yeah, they're yeah. kind of lots of magical. And Clarice Lipspector, do yeah. you know her? Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know. I just <gasps> recently found her book. I could, I was oh like. God. I, I almost vomited reading oh, it. Which I, one? I, it was the one that's like met, like Kafka Metamorphosis. What is it called? The History, History of, of G. 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 Yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh. Oh. 
where she has this like nervous breakdown over a little oh box. I mean, like that, I was reading that in a, on have the metro. Re- oh I mean, also. Have you read any of the other ones? No. You've got to read like Hour of the Star, yeah. and Aqu- actually Aqua Viva. It's yeah. just like mo. It's like moments in yeah. time where she's just streaming, and you're like, yeah. she's extraordinary. Yeah. But Hour of the Star is a novel. Yeah. It's it is a novel, so it has a beginning, a middle, and it. But it's just. It's I small mean, she, and short. You know what she she for me was reading this only only this one book and it being I mean apparently she did work in relation to metamorphosis. There was this like she was taking it from Kafka but what she brings together for me is Virginia Woolf and Borges. This I don't know Borges. Ah, Borges is or or a little bit like Mario Vargas Llosa or or so no, there is No, I haven't gone so into those tra- realms. There, Do I need to? There's a tradition, at least the little bit that I know of, of Southern American writers who. There's an like in the there's it's like an earth it's like a magical earthquake, carnal yet, fantastic and and it's there's a special special atmosphere for me in those books. Yeah. And then she brings that kind of Southern American storytelling, but also attention to detail. Together with a stream of thought of Virginia Woolf, which is like a, a very, very different atmosphere and very different mm. analysis of, mm. of, of the human, and she kind of clashes them and, and together. Mm. And I really like had quite an experience with 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 her. Often I would be like the the, the often I would be like it's really the language that that mm. is making such an impression. Yeah. On me. Do you know Cast on the Colors? No, that's familiar. We need to it. write, and also, have you, uh, um, Juan Rulfo? No. He he wrote. Um, uh, we, we, when we finish this, we can. Um, he's Mexican, and he wrote a book called. Um, uh, I can't remember, but I've got it at home. And Garcia Marquez said when he wrote that book, when he read that book, that's when he became. A surrealist writer, mm. so he surrealism, yeah. which is also Bulgakov, Master and Margarita, oh, yeah. Russian realism, surrealism. Yeah, that that also, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. the combination: realism, surrealism. Yeah, poetry. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, the magical realm. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. This is a round of applause. A round of applause. <laughs> we are making circles with our hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Thanks, Sky. This was. <laughs> Thank you, Pavle. This is my first i i iPod. I mean, mine is mine also. Is mine it called an iPod? Too. No, it's a podcast. podcast. <laughs>